Scarth was lying on Paul's desk when he entered the living room, staring intently at the telephone. He glanced up at his master's approach, then returned to staring at the phone. What are you doing? asked Paul with a sigh. Won't it sing? said Scarth. Make it sing, master, please! Scarth's voice was a high-pitched whine at the best of times, but when he tried to be ingratiating, it made Paul want to rip his own ears off. Sing? Yes, make it sing! Scarth made a horrible screeching sound. It was a moment before the penny dropped. Oh, ring? No, it'll ring when it wants to. Sing! shouted Scarth and hit the telephone with its tiny fist. Oi, stop that! Get off my desk! Want it sing! shouted Scarth in reply. I told you to... Oh, wait. Paul screwed his eyes up in an effort to remember. By the seven scrolls of the beast of torment, I adjure thee to get the hell off my desk, you retarded little pixie. Scarth slunk off the desk and stared at the phone sullenly. Do we have to go through that every time? asked Paul. Can't you just do what I say and assume I said the I adieu thee bit? Do I really have to say it every time? Scarth shrugged. Rules, he said in a manner that suggested it was more than his job was worth to break them. Scarth was a disappointment. It had sounded so cool when he had read the passage in that ancient book. A demon to act as your own personal slave. How many level two support desk technicians could say they had their own demon? Paul envisioned a huge fire-breathing beast with glowing red eyes and voice like a horror movie trailer. Not quite the Balrog from Lord of the Rings, but something close, something impressive. Instead, Scarth appeared in the outline of the sigil Paul chalked out on his bedroom floor. Scarth was only huge. If you consider a three-feet length of string with a couple of knots in it, huge. His voice sounded like a gremlin on helium. And he didn't breathe fire. He didn't do anything very impressive. Not counting the ability to fart a single note for 90 seconds solid. Paul should have researched it a little more thoroughly. If Scarth had been such a kick-ass demon, surely Paul would have heard of him. He should have held out for a succubus. But it was too late now. He was stuck with the pathetic creature. At first, Paul tried to make the best of a bad job. Scarth was a demon slave, bound to obey Paul's every command, providing, of course, Paul prefaced it with the correct form of words. His first and overwhelming desire was what every young man wanted. But Scarth was not only incredibly stupid, but centuries behind the times. He hadn't even heard of an Xbox 360 let alone known how to get one. Paul tried the second item on his wish list. He had pointed out the new office temp. See her? That's Lauren. Isn't she gorgeous? I want you to make her love me. I mean, by the seven scrolls of the Beast of Torment, I adjure thee to make Lauren love me. Okay? Scarth bounded over the desks and leapt into Lauren's hair. As she screamed, the demon repeatedly slammed her head into the photocopier, screaming, Love Master! Love Master! To be fair, Scarth probably had little experience in the art of seduction and romance, but he seemed to have a percussive approach to everything he did. 
Even making a cup of coffee had resulted in broken crockery, a dented kettle, and the sort of mess it normally takes six college students an evening to make. Scars, I need to talk to you. Are you listening? Yes, Martha. He replied, staring at the telephone. Oh, for crying out loud! By the seven scrolls of the Beast of Torment already, I adjure thee to leave the flaming phone alone and concentrate on me, you stupid little twerp! Yes, Martha. You remember that talk we had yesterday? Talk. Repeated the demon. Yes, you remember. The demon slowly nodded his head, then said, "No."